So um, Jeff has just gotten back from uh, McDonald's and he's wondering, do you want a large or a small Diet Coke? Um, just a small, like I said, I'm, I'm driving, so just mm. a small. I get that, don't worry. Don't worry, it's jumbo everything else in a Diet Coke. Um, That's absolutely we... fine. <laughs> Um, while we're waiting, um, do you want to play another game with Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not doing anything else. It's not like I have a job or anything to work so. Yeah. Besides, you couldn't leave even if you wanted to. Well, yeah, I noticed the door locked behind me when I came in. That was a bit creepy, but we're here now, so... Mm-hmm. So, um, while you're waiting, um, maybe you want to try our daily blend coffee? Sure, I'm, I'm up for trying new things. I feel like that's what your dating profile is. I'm up for trying new things. Yes, that and um, it says ENFR at the end, which is my personality. Um, that's what that's my Myers Briggs score. What does ENFR stand for? Um, extremely nauseatingly funny, but also um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the cogs turning in your head trying to think of a word that started with R. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that is right with a W. So it's yes. still a little bit wrong. No, that, I, I messed that one up dearly. But yes, what's your daily blend? Um, so our daily blend for today is how might having a medical condition affect your life as a performer? So if you want to just take a wee sip of that there, see what you think of it. Um, it tastes um, sterile. Um, could do with some sugar, but I can I can provide that. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, I did um, pour some antiseptic in there. That yeah, I, I could taste that. It reminds me of my days working in the clubs. Um, the secret is but, the you know, anesthesia. Yeah. Oh, I feel a bit crazy. Um, so how might how might a medical condition affect my life as a performer? Um, it's you know, it's quite a good daily blend you picked out for me there. Um, it kind of puts me in mind of well, myself, which I like that. Purely coincidence. Yeah, you know, purely coincidence. Um, I uh, definitely don't stare into the souls of people that come in the cafe and, you know, name the Daily Blend after them. (laughs) It's not tailored in any way at all. Um, But yeah, a a lot of people might not know about me um, as a performer is that I am, you know, I am a drag queen who lives with a a colossal bag. Um, I... But four four years ago, I was hospitalised um, with kind of severe symptoms. Um, I was diagnosed with a condition called ulcerative colitis, which, for those of you listening, that's not the name of a contestant on Dragula. That is an actual disease. Um, and by listening, diagnosed... you mean all the people in the cafe, yes? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Back to your back to your tea, Josephine. Um, so I was diagnosed with that and. Through no fault of their own, you know, the hospital they tried like all these different expensive medications on me, kind of you know ways of containing the the illness, and it you know got quite um, you know it was, it was quite scary at one. But there was a, there was a point where I was given 24 hours to live, um, and it was quite a quite like a quite scary time. Really. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I lost about four or five stone in weight. Um, I looked like a complete skeleton, you know, a complete shell of myself, if I'm honest. Um, but the way around it eventually was to fit a stoma onto my body. Um, for those of you that don't know what a stoma... I'm saying this like there's an audience. Um, 
It's okay. It's okay. Um, Tanisha, the paper mache tell lady, she she's really nosy. So yeah, so I'll lean in so Tanisha can hear. Um, a stoma is basically just like a surgical a surgical opening on your body. Um, you know, some you can get them in your throat if you have problems with breathing. You know, it can provide like an external pathway for oxygen and carbon dioxide to coming out of your body, you can get them in your bladder, you know, help you pee. Mine's, you know, for the other thing. Um, I've had that for about four years now. Um, it has not been without its kind of trials and tribulations, you know, like, it's a whole different way of living to get used to. You know, you don't go to the toilet in the same kind of way that other people do. You have to sort of wear, you have to think sort of outside the box in terms of, like, clothing that you're going to wear, you want to be comfortable all the time, you've got to watch what you're eating, you want to have a drink, you know, you've got to, like, balance that out with water so that your body just doesn't, like, dry up on you. Um, there's, like, loads of different things to to take into consideration there, but one of the things for me was not long after I had the operation was when I really started to pursue drag and to get, um, you know, get performance slots and opportunities and all these different kind of things. And I think what people don't sometimes take for granted in drag is that you do have to think about your appearance um, you know that does, can, especially with yeah I can imagine that it is something that severely limits both like what you can wear and also like how you're able to move around for example like you're in say you know a busy club um, you can't wear like anything where people might grab you because you might you know be like knocked over head onto the floor and then like that could be a whole other issue is that sort of, yeah. the of what you mean exactly exactly really if you're in like a standing room only club and someone elbows you in the stomach then it's a bit kind of hmm, can get a bit messy but like there's a there's a standard of sort of the looks that you have to present as a drag artist because of like the of things like rupaul's drag race and dragula and things like that like people expect you to have like a certain fashion sometimes the fashions that are expected aren't the most comfortable you see these people in like 18 inch corsets and like 10 inch stiletto heels and things like that and just just with the nature of my condition that's just not something that i can ever put my body through because i need to be i need to if i need to go to the toilet basically that i need to bear that in mind i can't be like fanning around to like intricate uh-huh. You can't, and... yeah, you can't take 15 minutes taking off an outfit and then putting it back on. Yeah, so for like the for the most part of my career, you will see me in like a skater dress or like a tube dress or something because it's easy. Or like if I am wearing like a, I have worn the on play suit. I've made sure that it's tailored to my needs that I can get in and out of it, you know, quite safely. Um, so that's been kind of challenging because I have to sort of limit myself like that, and you do get like the people who sort of think that they know what drag is about because they've seen a season of of drag race you know coming up to you in the club or whatever like telling you that you should be doing this and doing that but they don't actually take into consideration that behind like the wig and the makeup and things like that you've got your own shit going on and sometimes in my case quite literally um in some cases like you just don't know what that person is going through you can't make those kind of judgments and I have had like arguments with like fellow artists about it before and but you know not anymore because we all understand each other it's a bit better i think certainly with like there's been more of a discussion about you know 
being less ableist in drag in the past couple of years. You know, like it's become more the kind of not the done thing, but more people are coming up and they're going on stage in flats or like they're going on in like sort of like ready to wear outfits and things like that. And as long, I think as long as you like serve what you're wearing with confidence and you present yourself in a way that, you know, people are like, or, you know, like you do like a good performance or something, it doesn't really matter to me, like what what the person is wearing. Um, I mean, so that, that can sometimes be limiting you know? Yeah, I mean, like, you used a really, um, a core word there, ableism. Um, do you think there's, um, not just ableism in the drag scene, but ableism in the gay community itself? Absolutely, I think there is. Um, I think, you know, like, at the risk of sort of generalising here, but, like, I think there's such a, there's, like, a beauty standard within, within the queer community that, People feel that they have to adhere to, particularly amongst like cis gay men. Yeah, they, I mean, like know, I'm a barista, so there is like a lot of um, like a beauty standard to be a barista. I had to get multiple plastic surgeries to you know be able <laughs> to work here. It was yeah. very expensive, like, and I still haven't paid off the debt. But you know, yeah, like it's, the beauty standards exist everywhere. It's completely natural. Um, but particularly amongst like cis gay men, you know, like you go on these like dating apps and they ask you for like a topless photo or like, you know, a picture of you with even less on than just your t-shirt and things like that. And if you don't have like an eight pack or, you know, you know, like these muscles or you're six foot two or you're like overly masculine or something, if you're not all of these things and you don't tick the box for some of these people, I think there's been like a move away from it, but I still think we do have a bit of a way to go. Um, even things like, you know, I wish that like a lot of, you know, I, I'm quite glad that I can stand here and say that I'm able to, to walk and things like that. When I was super ill a few years ago, I had to learn how to do that again. There's other people who aren't so lucky who are in wheelchairs or they have to use crutches on a daily basis and things like that. And a lot of queer venues in our community are not easily accessible to these people. You have to go down a flight of stairs or you have to, like, if you want to go for a smoke or something, you've got to go up several flights of stairs, you know? I just think, and I get that it's, like, it's the way that, like, the buildings are maybe sometimes naturally laid out. That's just how the architecture is going to be. But I, I think, you know, there's, there's definitely a way to go. Like, there's, I see people, like, going back to sort of, like, drag as well. Like, you know, there's people put up tweets and, like, we, we should really normalise, like, wearing flats in drag or, like, on the opposite side of the coin, they'll be like, if you're not wearing heels, you're not a real drag queen. It's just sort of like, what is so like captivating about someone's foot that you're looking at what's on their feet instead of like what they're doing on a stage for 10, 15 minutes in front of you or like what's how their makeup is or whatever. I don't know, I'm just going to look at your feet because that's, that's just how it goes. But yeah, to, to answer your question, I think, not, not just for like, physical illnesses but I think there's ableism towards mental illnesses in the community as well you know there's a lot of and I thought maybe you know like this would just be like I don't like to say just a straight thing but you know there's there's still some like some men in our community who think like having mental health issues which I've got them you know like a lot of people I know have got them it's a very common thing like in our community when you grow up in a minority that you know kind of mental illnesses happen there's still some people in the community i think who have this kind of stigma and they tend to kind of use like derogatory terms like you know 
there are people in our community who use words like snowflake or like cancel culture to like label someone who's having a bad day because of their mental health and social media and I think to be quite frank that that needs to stop um, because that in itself is a form of ableism or like they'll happily use like the word oh I'm triggered about like you know to refer to like completely like juvenile things and it's just like you need to think think about like the language that you're using around <clears throat> excuse me think about the language that you're using around physical and mental conditions is all I'm gonna really say about that mm-hmm. do, be- do better men do better <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking what is some of the ableism that you yourself personally faced I have personally um I have faced things like when I've been in drag and I've been in sort of like, I don't know, there, I don't really do it so much anymore, but there was a phase um, where I would wear like a bang, baggy t-shirt um, or like, you know, something just a bit kind of comfortable. I've had men and women come up to me in the smoking area and tell me that people wouldn't want to have sex with me because of the way that I looked. I've had, um, when I've explained the situation with like my stoma and things like that to prospective like dating partners or something they blocked me straight away because i don't fit like that kind of mold of what they're looking for or if they don't block me the conversation will just dry up really quickly you know it'll just be sort of like it'll go from like them sending me paragraphs about how much they love jojo's new album to like one word answers to things purely just because like the like the dreaded k with a full stop yeah precisely like that I've had people like full on dump me because uh, if I've been dating them because of that, you're just like, I can't date someone with a condition like that. So I've faced things like that. I've faced things, um, you know, people have like made jokes about it behind my back. I've had sort of people question, just been like, so how is it? Can you like take it up the ass and all this kind of stuff? I'm just like, it's none of your business, but you know, thanks for thanks for you know taking time out of your busy day to ask me things like that it's one of those things i think and i'm not like trying to defend these people by any means as we've established over the last 10 minutes or however long i've been going on but there's not a lot of like information about like the kind of condition that i have so people it's unfortunately a very human trait they'll reject or make fun of things that they don't understand okay so this isn't really related to our daily blend coffee, um, TM, trademark, copyright, um, I want to avoid <laughs> infringement. No, um, copyright, um, the Cafe Sophie has copyrighted the words daily and blend. Yes, you cannot use them ever again, that's everyone. Um, also the word ochre, um, we copyrighted that too. Um, we followed, it's not a human Cardi B. We followed Cardi B's example and um, copyrighted nonsense words. Um, but how do we combat ableism, you know, in any community? Not just, you know, the gay community or the drag community, um, the barista community. Um, the barista <laughs> I mean, arguably, if we're going to start anywhere, it it's, with the the it's with yeah, the baristas. I mean, it, it's with the baristas. You know, it's a hellscape out there for... Um, a barista we're a, in the we're streets. In a, we're in a pandemic, you guys are on the front line. Um, <laughs> I think... And that front line comes in a cinnamon flavour. I know that, pumpkin like... Pumpkin spice obviously, front I have to, <laughs> Pumpkin spice, for fuck's sake. 
Uh, I know that I've sort of just spent about a few minutes there just kind of going off and one about the experiences that I've faced, but I think what I was kind of saying there about like, people reject things that they don't understand, I think there needs to be sort of more information on these. I think there just needs to be some education that's undertaken on sort of the various sort of, because there's like a, there's a, there's not just like a handful of conditions that people can have, there's literally hundreds, thousands of different things that everyone has like a thing, do you know what I mean? Like some people wear glasses, some people have like prosthetic limbs, you know, I've had to have like cosmetic surgery to correct things in their face, people have things that help them live, and glasses, you know, are just ingrained into culture and things like that, but for something like, say, a stoma bag or whatever, I just think there needs to be more, it needs to be sort of less taboo, I feel like, because there's not as, it's not something you see sort of rising rates of in the news every day, because it's not that common, but it's more common than you would think. We, like, we need to be able to edu- we need to be able to educate people on things that are going on. I think, and I'm not just talking about ableism here, but I think there, there's such a, like the easy way out in a lot of things is just to argue about things and shout at people for things and you know take people or like to de-platform and to de sort of stigmatize to like to yeah like to de-platform people because they don't understand something i think just have a conversation just educate people on what's going on with and like with with disabilities like if you think someone might not understand, like, because I've, I've, the amount of people that I've sat down and had a conversation with about my condition who didn't know anything about it at the start of the conversation, but were a bit, they didn't know everything by the end by any means, but they were a bit more enlightened as to what was going on. That was a lot better than me screaming at that person for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. No, I get you know, that. Just, I, I'm a barista. Clean. People scream at me every single day and I don't listen to a word they say. Most of them are yeah. inherent. And it's never spelled how you think it would be, you know? Like, I try really hard to spell and pronounce everyone's names correct. Um, Sal, Melon, but um, it's very difficult. I've had what? I've had worse. Um, sometimes you get a Karen with a C as well. That just brings up a whole different level of difficulty. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, to, to combat ableism, I think, you know, don't hate, educate is what I'm trying to say. Like, have conversations with people. Say, you know, yeah. at a bookstore, at the movie theatre, on the street, in a, in a coffee shop. I'm glad you said it. 